Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Beef Sticks Podcast. Nine episodes in, Fat Mac. Can you believe we made it this far? We are nine episodes in. We are one episode away from our very first milestone. I think every episode's been a milestone, especially the ones without technical difficulties. Well, so we've got, what, two? (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. No, it's been great. It's been great. It's been fun. (laughs) How are things going on your end this week, Pasty White? Hectic, hectic and busy, hectic and busy. And then you had to go out there and say you weren't you you weren't even gonna watch Raw, and so I'm like, fuck, I'm not gonna watch either show. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm going out here and I'm and I'm saying it right now on this podcast. The only way WWE is ever going to start improving their product is if we point it out to them in their their most beloved ratings. And being as the last few shows have been shitty, and I read. So many reports. Like, I, I'm not one to just take what people say on the internet as as the gospel truth. But everything I heard about this Raw was so horrible and so shitty that I said, you know what? I'm not going to watch it because I am going to tell them that at least me personally, I'm making my voice unheard. Yeah. Yeah, I did not get a chance to watch either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I kind of, I feel bad in a sense because this is just after the superstar shakeup and, um, you know, that they haven't got a chance to gain any traction. No, but the superstar shakeup should have benefited them in their favor. I mean, look at what, what SmackDown has done with the leftovers they were given. They made, they made a five course meal out of Raw's leftovers and Raw got SmackDown's most supple ingredients, and they can't even give us fucking chicken salad. I mean, they, they should. They should be able to give us quality shows, quality programming. Yeah, see, and, and I just worry that the, the shakeup was too soon, like we had been saying, and it, it just, it screwed a lot of Truly. things up. It screwed a lot of things up, you know. You could I, still I have I think Raw, Raw's greatest feud is Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. And that could Raw's still happen. Raw's greatest feud is Roman Reigns versus the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get into a little bit later, too. But no, yeah. no, I agree. Raw, Raw's greatest feud is, is Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Go ahead. Yeah, and they could still do that without having the stupid shakeup. Everything could still be the way it was and good. Like, for the first time in years, I was thinking both Raw and SmackDown were getting to a point where they were pretty fucking solid. They were. Because it takes it takes roughly a year for all the all the all the pegs to fit into the correct hole all the way and get seated and be comfortable and to roll out, you know? Never never takes you a year. <laughs> no, that's true. It doesn't take me a year. 
Um, and to be honest, hey, I could have went out and I could have watched Raw on, on, on some sort of format where WWE wouldn't have gotten any ratings involved in it. And it wouldn't be the first time I've watched wrestling in that sort of aspect. But with with so much on my plate, it isn't even worth me taking the time to do that. Right. And we just keep getting busier and busier. I don't know. I feel like feel like we're digging ourselves a hole starting up all these new shows. And you can bet next week we'll be like, oh, shit, we got ideas for four more new shows, guys. <laughs> Probably. That's good, though. That's good. It's good to stay creative. Keep the juices flowing while they're there. You know, keep it keep it going. Um, I did watch SmackDown, so I watched SmackDown. Um, I was just getting ready to watch 205 Live, and I kind of took a nap by accident. So I didn't get 205 live. Um, I did, I, I'm not going to lie, I did read some reviews on Raw, and uh, and I watched a couple things, um, uh, a few YouTube reviews, if you will. And going forward, if Raw continues to be shitty, I'm going to continue to purposely not watch it. But I will read the recaps, and I will watch reviews of it so I can keep up to date with what's, go- what's going on and, and report back to all of you beef stick fanatics and let you know what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. But you know, I, they they have to learn a lesson. They have to know that if they're not trying, we're not going to go out of our way to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, see, and here's the thing. Like I didn't even maliciously go out there and not watch raw or SmackDown. (laughs) I haven't even watched Gotham yet this week. So that says quite a bit because if I miss Gotham, you you know I'm not watching nothing. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I'm actually behind on all three of the newest episodes. I'm I'm that's, I believe there's three new yep. ones out yet, yep. correct? Yep. Yeah, I got to I got to sit down. It probably won't be tonight, but maybe tomorrow morning I'll sit down and power watch two of the episodes in a row. Get myself, get myself up to date on it. I was talking with my sister, and she almost gave me spoilers. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You watch that, don't you? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, I won't say anything. So, thankfully, between her and you, I haven't gotten any spoilers on what's going on. Yeah. I try to keep it pretty spoiler-free for you. I try to be fair in that sense. You're a good man. You're a good man. I never keep it spoiler free for you. I just tell you all this shit and fucking and and leave you sitting there with your dick in your hands. That's how I roll, man. Well, that's how I'm sitting ninety percent of the time, whether or not you're leaving me there like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just something about the comfort of you know having it in your hand and just holding it. You know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, I do want to go out right now um, and say I'm going to give a shout-out to my boy Bob Zilla. Uh, yeah. he, he used our Patreon account. He's been a uh, listener from day one to our show. He's kind of been uh, uh, educating us on RSS feeds, and he's he's been he's been there for me for all of my needs, whether they be sexual or technological for years, over a decade now. And so I want to give that guy a big shout out. I appreciate his support. We we appreciate him tuning in every week and following us. And I just want to tell you, my man, I love you from, yeah. from the bottom of my heart. I love you like a lovesick puppy. Thank you, Bobzilla. 
We appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, once again, thank you for the we. Yeah. Wee! Woo-hoo! <laughs> That's good. It's good. That All was right. Real, real feel-good moment that morning. Like, holy shit. It's, it's doing things. Things are happening. Fun times. I like when things happen and, and they're doing things. Hey. Hey. Wait a minute, mister. That's not a craft beer. It is, too. Oh, you bastard. He just had a Coors in his hand, ladies and gentlemen. And now it changed to I did not. I don't know what this son of a bitch is talking about. (laughs) Lies. Lies and slander. (laughs) A freckled rooster? (laughs) Is that the same freckled rooster we had at Opinion Brewery? Oh! He called it. Yeah, I was going to tell you. I was going to... Um, this is a good time as any to hug the beers, uh, but I was going to let you know I got a beer that has a uh, a personal connection to you and I. Yes. So since you since you since you blasted it right now, <laughs> as you do as you prematurely excite yourself often, so I should be used to this. Oh yeah, especially on the podcast. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come forward. And start off that yes, folks, I am drinking a freckled rooster beer blanc. This is from Finnegan's Brewery. We've had Finnegan's on here before. Yes, indeedy. Bottled by Summit Brewing Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. This freckled rooster. I had for the very first time, I think both you and I and a couple other folks for the very first time tried it at Opinion Brewing, at Opinion, yeah, yeah, Brewing Company, right? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yep. Um, when you had a show, you, Strategy, uh, was it, uh, which which show was this? Was it, uh, that was a uh, Psycho uh, Michael show to benefit the the people standing against the pipeline. Standing Rock. Yep. Yeah, that was that was that was standing with standing rock. Psycho Michael standing with standing rock show. Correct. And uh, uh, first time I had ever heard of it, the name just stuck out at you. So it's, it's one of those things you, you'll try it for the name, but when you taste it, you'll come back to it. It's so good. It's so good. Did you did you just get that at the liquor store in Redwood? I did. I did. Hell I got it yeah. at the liquor lodge in Redwood Falls. This is a very earthy grainy beer this is not an ipa again folks you know what on a side note here i was going through looking for beers to try on the show that we haven't had necessarily on the show which now that we're coming up up on uh the 10th episode next week i'm, I'm starting to forget what we have and haven't had on the show <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i'm going through and I'm, I'm looking in the coolers and i'm like hey that one looks good and i pick it up oh that's an ipa i want to do something different Ooh, look at that one. That looks... Oh, that's an IPA. Hey, there's the... Oh, IPA. Uh, IPA. Okay, that's a... So I don't know if maybe just Minnesota's big on brewing IPAs, or if my eyes just tend to to be drawn to IPAs. (laughs) But this is not an IPA. Very delicious. Uh, It's a very, uh, like I said, an earthy, uh, a wheaty, very grainy um, beer that... um, It'll, it'll fill your tummy. It's not a light beer at all. It'll fill your tummy. You'll know you drank it. Uh, but, man, it, it goes down smooth. 
and and it makes you happy that you tried it. It, it literally, <laughs> it may taste like French kissing a freckled rooster. Now that I think about it, I've only done that a handful of times, and all those times I was drunk, so I don't remember completely what it was like. But I think this may taste like French kissing a, a freckled rooster. There you go. He has a he has a French beret on his head on the on the bottle. The rooster does. So that's probably what it is. I mean, why else would he have a French beret if it wasn't for French kissing? Explain that, pasty. It's Pepe Le Pew in disguise. Oh, mon chéri. Um, I got a love for you that burns deep in my loins. Um, it burns like the gonorrhea that I shall give to you. Um, <laughs> that popular view, the, the rapist skunk? Yep, yep, the, the very same one. The Bill O'Reilly of skunks. <laughs> I could just picture Bill O'Reilly. Sitting on top of some of his guests, just going, "Hello there, baby. Um, <laughs> you want to enter my no-spin zone?" Um, <laughs> good, good. Stuff. What do you got over there? I got a freckled rooster. What do you got? I am still knocking off this case of random beers from the liquor store here in Princeton. So tonight, I am enjoying a Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian Style Wheat Ale. And since I excited myself prematurely all over the show, there's a little bit of extra white in there. A little bit of there you go. pasty white. A little extra white from the pasty white. It makes sense. Yeah. This is a good beer. Good solid. It's It's got a light, nice citrusy hint to it. Um, It's good stuff. Especially if you like a nice like pale white moon. beer. Yeah, Blue Moon is good once in a Blue Moon. Uh, or twice. Maybe. Maybe. So... So here we go. Here we go. I'm putting you on the spot. What is a blue moon? What da, 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 is? Da, da, da. Oh my god, a blue moon. I know this without without one. googling it. I shut without your fucking googling. mouth. <laughs> see, see, I, I can see you. I know you're hopping on Google right now. Uh, um, I. So you don't know? I take it. No, I do know. I, I just—it's been a long time since I fucking heard it. I know it has something I like think. To me, I think what a blue moon is, is I believe it's like when there's two full moons in one calendar month. I think the second full moon is a blue moon. That does sound right. I might be making that up. But I that's will cross-reference. what I think a blue moon technically is. Um, not sure about that, but that's what I'm thinking it is. To, that is the second my, definition. The second definition? Yes, the first definition is a phenomenon whereby the moon appears bluish owing to smoke or dust particles in the atmosphere. Oh, so basically just when everybody, anybody sets off a fucking flare and decides that's called the fucking blue moon. Yeah, people saw blue moons for years okay. after the 1883 eruption of Krakatoa. The Krakatoa special. Anybody remember uh, Tailspin, the old TV show? Yes, I love Tailspin. That was, that was, they had a bar... But since since you couldn't drink because it was a kid's show, it was like a fucking, like an ice cream bar or something like that. King Louie. It was King Louie's bar. Mm-hmm. 
and his and his main his biggest fucking most extravagant special was called the Krakatoa special. I never knew what the fuck it was as a kid. I always thought it was like a stubbed toe and shit. But it, it was a giant ice cream thing, and they had uh, they had sparklers and shit in it and all that. All these years later, I remember. I can I can imagine kids cloud <coughs> kickers sitting down Krakatoa special and shit. I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened earlier this week with my fucking family or at my job. But I, I know vividly what the fuck a Krakatoa special looks like on, on the show Tailspin. <laughs> Shows you where my priorities lie. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Next week and on Fantastic Fables. Stupid show, Fantastic Fables, because I got all this <laughs> stupid knowledge in my head, and I got to fucking put it somewhere. <laughs> it must be out to the masses. Talking about blue moons, and I get into fucking uh, tailspin. <laughs> You're right. This is a tailspin. This episode is going down. Yeah. <laughs> Worst episode well, of Beast Sticks ever. Taken off the air after just nine episodes. <laughs> ah. The public has spoken. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the children? The children! Woo! Yeah, dude, no, things have been busy. Busy on your end, busy on my end. Busy, busy, busy. Our ends have been busy. As long as it's for the the right stuff, it's all right. Oh, yeah. And I've had a very positive week. I had a very uh, stressful week last week, and it kind of bummed me out. And this week I've had such a positive week that I'm just, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. I'm uplifted this week. That's the way it should be. It is, it is. I had a good night with my son yesterday, and we enjoyed ourselves and just had fun. Just fun for no reason. We did some sushi. I you guys always today. do sushi. I'm so jealous. I know, I know, man. Did so you I, get a I boat again? I spent the day today working on, working on beef sticks, working on two episodes of Fantastic Fables, and eating tuna tartare. Oh. <laughs> and I'm drinking beer. I'm moving I back up, to Redwood I, I, I I know, right? I held myself off, and I and I waited to start drinking beer until ten thirty this morning. But then I started. I was like, "Fucking, this is th- this is beef sticks Thursday. I'm gonna fucking be drinking." And you called me out. You called me out, pasty. I was I was sipping on Coors Light all day today. I was saving the good shit for the podcast. But uh, here here I am, and we're ready because you got to be intoxicated. Yeah, yeah. You can't be sober during the show. It's in the contract. Oh. We got contracts. It is. It's it's legitimately in the contracts, folks. Not only that, but every um every six months I literally have to cup his balls and massage that little lower part <laughs> of his penis where the where the skin meets the head. You know the you know, right where you got circumcised, the little spot where the where the foreskin like kind of fruffles up at the head. Yep. I got to just, just rub that one little spot. I got to cup the balls and rub that one. I didn't see it when I first signed the contract, but I'm fucking locked in now. It's a, it's a 10-year deal, man. Twice a year, every six months. Yeah, That's you use it an you. awful lot like you're supposed to use a plumbus. That's... Yeah. The plumbus. Yep. Your common household plumbus. plumbus. 
you ever catch what the uh, what the uses of a plumbus were? Uh yeah, I actually seen seen the video. Um, funny stuff. I, I can't tell you I fucking remember anything one, right now. One, like the 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 pink like baldy side like powders your face, and then the 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 other side cleans your ears and stuff. And yep, yep. I think the fleebs comb your hair, something along those lines. Don't forget the fleebs. <laughs> Don't forget the fleebs. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't remember a single fucking episode of how it works, but I know I know everything there is to know about a plumbus, motherfucker. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's uh, comes right back to man, what the fuck? The kind of shit that we know is it might it might not be important to some folks, but by gum we fucking know it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Where's this your, is why we're here. College degree now, motherfucker. Right, right. This is why Tell we're here to entertain you, works. and we don't got big old fancy jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess your job's kind of fancy. No, I, I don't have a fan. It's glamorous. He gets yeah. to wear a beard but net. I just, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dog groomer, man. I sit and fucking pet dogs all day, fucking clip their nails. <laughs> So, it's not that fancy. But, you know, I get to hang out with my bitches every day. Hey! <laughs> this, this fucking episode's going nowhere fast. Somebody get these fucking fuckers up. They've been talking about I'll nothing for 22 here. minutes. You just picture Vincent in the back. I can't believe this. How are they still talking about nothing? Won't they just get to the news? <laughs> no! We don't have much of a show. You've got to wait for your news. <laughs> I will. You know what? I'm going to let the secret slip out right now. Folks, we're really trying to fucking cut this show down to two hours. We've been giving you three hours. Damn near every week we've been doing this. It's easy for and, us. Uh, it is. It's it's easy for It's hard for us to do less than three hours. But we're trying to work around your busy schedule, folks. And because of that, we're trying to knock it down to two hours. Uh, we we, we want to give you the best show that we can give you for the time you're willing to invest into us. So bear with us as we try to give you a two-hour show. Um, because it's new for us. Because Basty and I, we get to talking and we just keep going. Because it, it comes out. The creative juices fly from us like fireworks from Katy Perry's tits. Real turbulent juice. Yes. You been on a Rick and Morty kick lately or is it just... No, actually, not, I haven't I haven't watched any now. Rick and Morty and I think that's probably why all the quotes are coming out. It's the It's the withdrawal. Probably. Withdrawal, exactly. <laughs> you, you can't watch it so you gotta like live it through your brain a few times yeah <laughs> yep and that's and that's definitely gonna be a uh, show of mine coming up too i i'm on I, that episode when I do you're putting me on that show episode. i want you to be on it though i have to be. i want you to be on it i'll watch i'll watch the entire uh, series three times the night before i promise it'll be easy <laughs> it'll be easy yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely on my list of shows I want to do, but that's definitely one that I want to do a, a, a show with a guest, and I want you to be on there with me. Because you and I, I mean, I, I don't know two better Rick and Morty fans than you and I. So it has to go. Right. I'm excited um, for it. What? Hummus? hummus? You got hummus? Who said hummus? I didn't say hummus. Said I said hummus. I'm excited you got, for it. You got hummus? <laughs> I do not have hummus. I don't want to brag. I usually and I have don't hummus. I want to boast, but I got hummus for that mini toast. <laughs> oh! There's <laughs> a little regular show reference for you folks out there. Hey, I caught the reference. That's pretty spectacular because I don't really watch that show. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed then. I love that yeah. show. It's a I know good you show, do. man. I know you do, and that's why I try to give it a shot. But my kids are still too young to. They want to watch like Barney and and educational crap and like really little yeah, toddler it shows. Really appeal to kids. No. I think it appeals to teens through adults. What's that other one I need to watch? The, the other one definitely... uh, from Justin Roiland's friend, Gravity Falls. That's the other show I need to watch. Oh, gra- oh, I love Gravity Falls. I've never I, watched it once. I, am, I I'm not as on like like I haven't watched as much of it as I have um regular show and it's on Hulu so I got no excuse. Um but I, I think I'm just on to the second season of that. But oh Gravity Falls is a great show. Definitely. If you're out there folks, watch Gravity Falls. Watch regular show. Watch Rick and Morty. I get sick of people saying, I get sick of people saying, and this this is a topic for another show, but I'm sick of people saying, oh, cartoons aren't what they used to be when we were kids. We used to have good cartoons. Holy shit, if I had as many quality fucking cartoons to choose from as when I was a kid as they do now, I would be fucking ecstatic. We did have great <coughs> cartoons, but they got really good shit to choose from now. Oh, yeah. Really yeah, no. good quality, kids, well-written, well-animated shows. Kids got cartoons 24 hours a day, seven days a week now. We didn't have that shit. We had cartoons in the morning no. before school, in the afternoon after school, and then for part of the day on Saturdays. Oh, my God. Saturday morning cartoons, though. Best time of my life. But I never hey, had we would, cable. We would fucking sit. I don't, know about, I don't know about you, but I know that I had fucking uh, VHSs upon VHSs of fucking, I would record all the shows I liked so that I could watch them whenever I wanted to. And then I'd still have to watch them in the order that I recorded them because I didn't want to fast forward or wind through them, you know, but, uh, but, um, you know, there'd be certain ones, you knew which episode was your favorite on VHS because there'd be the most track marks like right before and after and during because you kept rewinding that one and replaying it over and over again. So it always had the same track marks. And I'm not talking about shooting up heroin here, folks, okay? When we used to have VHSs and you'd watch them and you'd record them, there were little white lines that went across. Okay, fuck, maybe we are talking about <laughs> drugs. This whole, time I, this whole time I never made the reference. The world <laughs> is drugs. <laughs> Everything comes back to drugs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" As I'm explaining it, maybe, maybe it fucking was. Maybe it was. It's all coming together now. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh. So, um, for a brief moment here, 
Uh, the last couple of weeks on Get Local Minnesota, the radio show, I've been doing some interviews, and I always catch people off guard with this one question. I'm going to keep asking it every show, and I'm actually going to come up with some more questions that are going to oh, catch them off guard and make them think. I know exactly which one you're this talking This is going to be so easy Yay. for you. So easy for you. And I just want you to put them all oh, to shame. Yeah. Who is your spirit cartoon character? Actually, I, I think mine is so easy for me that I bet you you know who my spirit cartoon character is. But before before you say anything, let me say this: listening to Psycho Michael, I can I can tell, and I, I and I don't know him personally. I've met him a couple times, but I don't don't know him personally. I can tell he and I grew up in the same generation as opposed to your generation because he didn't follow the fucking uh, characters that you were talking about. He's but younger than I am. He was talking about, I followed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 right there, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's my generation, man. He's but, not he's But not he's younger generation. than I am. He's younger than I am. Is he really? You're older than I am. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. That, no, yeah. that surprises me because he, cause he didn't know, like, the, the recess references and stuff like that. And, and I know recess, but I didn't know the character that you name dropped specifically. He's the main character. Um, because that was, that was after that was when I wasn't watching cartoons anymore. Recess was after mine. Uh, that was during the the reinvention of Doug, and I was more of the uh, original Doug. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That was the uh, that was the Doug when Roger Klotz was rich and um, and uh, the one fat chick was was thin. I can't think of the fat chick's name, but. Yeah, I don't. She's gonna really piss everybody remember. off. <laughs> I don't watch as much Doug as uh, I should these days. I saw it was it was on God. What was it on? Was it on Hulu or something recently? And I'm like, ooh, Doug. And then I'm like, I'll never watch it. Oh, Doug, really? Doug was good. Actually, my son has my son has watched all of them not on Hulu, and I've also. Uh, okay, so so getting back to it, do you do you, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the question on you. I think you know me good enough, and I think my answer. Is so obvious for me. Who do you think my cartoon character soulmate is? Archer. Ooh, very close, but not correct. He is same one person? of my heroes. Is it the same person? Uh, no. Oh, shit. No, 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 it's not. It's John Benjamin, Ooh. who is definitely one of my favorite voice actors of all time, up there with Billy West from the West. Um, No, my, my cartoon character soulmate would have to be the the man who I have based my adult life on, Homer J. Simpson. Okay, okay. See, that was the easy Homer that was the J. easy Simpson. way out, and I wasn't gonna take the easy way out. Oh no! I, I you know you were you were really close with Archer. If I um if I had access to the funds he had, I would probably <laughs> easily turn into him. If I was a rich motherfucker, I would easily be Archer right now. But I am a poor motherfucker, so I'm definitely Homer Simpson. Um, I drink alcohol, I half-ass my job, and I abuse my children. So there you go, Homer Simpson. <laughs> it's true. I've seen him do all three. <laughs> <laughs> at one time. <laughs> all at the same fucking time. While sleeping. It was the most crazy thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Always, always trying to come up with some more good questions for interviews and and, and, and uh, uh, 
other things. <laughs> but I no, I like that question of yours that that you've that you've given to uh, intelligent design and psycho Michael and. I think it's, number one, it's a different question. It's not the same question that everybody asks every fucking interviewee every single time. It's different. Plus, I think our generation, um, you know, every generation grows up on cartoons, but I think our generation has had the luxury of having quality cartoons to where, and, and I guess access to quality adult animated series to where cartoons will always, I think, be a part of our lives going forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll always watch cartoons. So I it's a very believe. poignant question. I can't believe on after all this time, though, Simpsons is finally on their way out. That's uh, sad, sad times. Maybe, maybe not. I'm thinking they will be, but, you know, you never know. For the last decade, every time their contract has been up, people have thought they may fucking be gone, and they renewed every time. So we don't know what will happen. I just, me, I sit and I question. I question how many more years their voice actors have. You don't want to replace all of them, you know what I mean? You shouldn't replace any of them. Uh, Well, nobody's dead yet. Yet. You know. <laughs> you know something we don't know they're basically or what? I mean, none of them are old. None of their voice actors are elderly in any way. Last Thursday, ISIS sent a package full of anthrax to Springfield Studios. <laughs> Goddamn ISIS. ISIS. Speaking of Archer, ISIS. You know, for the longest time, I never fucking even <laughs> thought about how the fact that Archer works for ISIS and ISIS is a damn. Because because I was with Archer from the beginning, and they were ISIS before there was a fucking Muslim group called ISIS. And then when I started getting my son into Archer, he was like, Dad, why are they part of ISIS? And I was like, <laughs> well, that's just the group that they have. Just like, you know, James Bond and Get Smart and every one of those... Every one of those those spy franchises has a has an organization with an acronym. He's like, but isn't ISIS that horrible Muslim group? And I was like, oh shit, yeah, it is. H. <laughs> John Benjamin should sue. H. John Benjamin <laughs> should sue the Muslim community. What is he gonna get? A fucking goat and anthrax? <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck. <laughs> uh, a poorly crafted pipe bomb. Uh, But then I sat and thought about it. You know, they ended up leaving ISIS and and going on all these wacky adventures. Ended up being better. I'm going to put it right out there. My 10-year-old son's favorite season of Archer is Archer Vice, where they're fucking cocaine dealers. That's his all-time favorite fucking season. Um, when they when they left ISIS and started branching out was when they even got better than before, and now they're in, like, old-timey 1920s detective agency shit. But I started thinking about it, and I was like, maybe that's why they got away from their fucking group, because ISIS became a real thing in real life, and uh, they didn't want to be connected with it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's just what I was thinking. Archer. Vice. <laughs> Yeah, no, once once a radical Muslim group comes out and starts blowing shit up, you, you really don't want to be going by ISIS anymore. I mean, I got to admit, if, if a radical Muslim group comes out and, and starts calling themselves fucking beef sticks, I mean, we're changing. We're changing. <laughs> <laughs> we're changing. <laughs> 
It's just that's just the way it is. <laughs> right. That's marketing one oh one right there. They they put they put plastic explosives that look like uh Slim Jims into Slim Jim packages and drop them off in gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snap into that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Fun times. Uh, so think, I think I we should talk we about wrestling. wrestling. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We're we're over a half hour in. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we can start Maybe. talking about wrestling. <laughs> but first Let's I have to I have to break the announcement that next Tuesday oh. we will be debuting oh. a brand new show on Cloud Style Broadcasting. That's oh, right. Shoot. Just shut up and eat it with your host, Panda Red. A weekly food and drink podcast with a bite. It's gonna be good. Brand new host, brand new show. It. I'm excited hey. for it. And it's about time there one of us aren't taking on another fucking. Show. Uh, there's already debate and and fucking and shit going on with this show, and we haven't even had the debut episode yet. <laughs> it's it's already caused fucking drama within the cloud style fucking universe. It's and it ain't even it. started, folks. You don't want to miss out on this. Shook it at its very core. <laughs> No, I'm definitely excited for this. This is this is a good branch out for Cloud Style because this will reach a, a completely different audience than I think any of our other shows, man. Right. It'll be good. I like it. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm excited for Panda Red. Plus, as you guys I'm were discussing, I'm excited for all of Cloud Style Broadcasting. As you guys were discussing, like the show could pretty much cross over with any other show on our brand seamlessly, or any other show anywhere, even. Right. Right. It, it it it's a it, uh, it's gonna be fun. Everybody be... eats. Oh yeah, you know they said everybody poops. The only reason everybody poops is because everybody eats. Yeah, if you didn't eat, you wouldn't shit. Damn right. Shit. Crack that fucking mystery right here. Live on B Six <laughs> podcast, babe. So uh, yeah, make sure you guys check that out next Tuesday and every Tuesday. Panda Red will see you next Tuesday. I'm excited to try some of this shit with my son. My son is huge on cooking. We watch all the cooking shows. We're Food Network connoisseurs, Iron Chef, Master Chef, um, Chopped, uh, Guy Fieri, Bobby Flay, Chef Morimoto, everybody. So I'm excited. Mitchell, Mitchell and I will definitely be trying out some of the recipes. And hey, man, if she if she throws up a Facebook page and shit, we'll put pictures slash videos of shit that we make from that that we got from her up there, and and show everybody what they can do at home also. So Heck yeah, you know, should be I'm, a good I'm time. I'm excited for it. I'm I ready. know I'm gonna I'm be happy, to... man. I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, fuck, because <laughs> you get to eat all of the fucking byproduct, buddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. Now, now, I think it's safe we start talking about wrestling, maybe. Damn, really already? Wow. I know. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of (laughs) E-Sticks. We're glad to have you. We will see you next week. Thank you very much.
Ah, uh, good stuff. If only we had an April Fool's Day episode this year. I, I know, right? When, when the fuck does uh, April Fool's fall off? Or fall off? Fall on? When does it fall <laughs> off a fucking Thursday? <laughs> I want to see April Fool's fall off a Thursday. That would be awesome. Isn't that when it's on a Wednesday? If it fell off Thursday? Uh I suppose I don't. I don't know how you fall off a day. I'm not sure. I've, I've fallen. I've fallen off the bandwagon many times. <laughs> On uh, I've many fallen days. off the wagon fucking often times. Um, well, I don't know how many times have I tried to stop. Not a lot, man. A lot of not. Not a lot of not. A lot of not. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of not. Say. Folks, I've been drinking since 10:30 this morning. Cut me some fucking slack here. Let's I get it a trending. Rooster, man. Joy, I know you're listening. Get it trending. Hashtag lot of not. Lot of not. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's go. News, yeah. rumors. Where the fuck are we, man? We're here. I'm here. You're there. We're We're live. Still spewing shit from our plumbus holes, which is weird because plumbus doesn't Lumbus. have too much of a hole. <coughs> but nonetheless, uh, welcome to your weekly rumors, news, and notables on Beastics Podcast. Cloud Time Broadcasting. The man from Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, will be defending his United King Championship against the bruiserweight Pete Dunn, my boy. At NXT TakeOver Chicago, May 20th. God, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this. I don't even care. I'm not going to watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. Because (laughs) WWE also this week set up shop in Norwich, England for the first tapings run for their UK Championship Network series. As well as doing a talent search to expand the roster. It'll begin airing later this month, which is phenomenal. Some of the superstars involved. Yes. We have Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, that is Mustache Mountain, Pete Dunn. That is those two right there. Tyson T-Bone, Saxon Huxley. God, what a sexy name. And and we're going to have some appearances from the cruiserweight division, which is great because they need even more exposure. Rich Swan, Akira Tozawa. TJ Perkins, the Brian Kendrick, and Tony Nese will all be along for the ride. At least for now. I'm excited for this, you know. This is, this don't is... expect a live show like you have with 205 Live since there is. I mean, we didn't even get a live uh, Raw and SmackDown due to the fucking time zone difference. So you're not going to get a live show. But this is what, they, what we had, had wondered. Are they going to do a United Kingdom show? Do they have the... Uh, do they, is it worth the money to invest into it? And it appears that the the wrestlers have garnered enough attention that WWE feels it's worth investing the money into having an actual crew all the way overseas and uh, and, and, and creating a show just for this United Kingdom uh, 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 series. We haven't we haven't gotten a name for it yet that I've heard of, unless no. they released one just recently. I'm hoping I'm hoping they're um, not they going to call it WWE though. UK Championship. That was the banner I saw. But if that's the name of the show, that's pretty stupid. 
Uh, yeah, I hope they come up with something a little better. I mean, even I guess even if it's something just as, as simple as WWE UK. Right. I'm right. okay with that, I guess. Uh, maybe if they can get a, a flashy little uh, logo and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I, I believe they've already started. I believe there's already some tippings. I thought I seen their spoilers out. I haven't read them yet, but I believe yeah. they've already started some. They, I think they taped. I think they taped for um, two two episodes. Is what I believe I that's, read. That's what I'm understanding. They got about two episodes down at least, and um. I, I'm looking forward to not. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers. I want to watch it on the network. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it in real time and enjoy it and see what happens. I'm excited for this. The uh, European wrestling market has been hot for years now, and WWE is finally tapping into that. And I think, I think it can. At this point, I think it's only going to help. In the long run, it could hurt the European market. Um, but I think it's, it can only help. Yeah, no. Fuck, man. This this show has got me, like, super excited. Like, this is going to be some next level, like, NXT shit. Again, you know? <clears throat> and then also in the rumor mill, uh, they're going to be doing a same another one in Latin America and one in Japan, too, potentially. So... Yep, and I mean, they've been talking about those for a while. They've they've also been talking about a um um an Indian one, and they have just started the Indian market that they're airing. So I mean, we could have championships for almost every fucking corner of the world that's going to air pro wrestling. Really, one, one thing comes that comes to, to mind though as a worry is: isn't this going to just be like segregation? It's going to keep people in the relative areas of where they came from. I mean. Yeah, the best of the best will hopefully still make it onto Raw and SmackDown, but that's it's weird. To me it's kind of weird. It's a fine line to walk because on the one side, we know that if you come from an Asian area and you're an amazing wrestler, you're not gonna become big in WWE. We know if you come from an Indian area and you come or a Middle Eastern area and you come to WWE, you're not going to make it big. You know, we, we know if you come from even a Hispanic area, let's say you come from Mexico or even from California or Texas, but you're just Mexican uh, by heritage, you're Hispanic by heritage, you're not going to make it in WWE. There are a handful of exceptions to this rule. But we know the rule is it's not going to happen. So this may help those individuals actually get a shot to to say they were A, in WWE, and perhaps say they were a champion in WWE, and maybe help them get a bigger payday in their local area when they're going uh, doing the indie market. I don't know what these contracts state. I'm assuming that some of these, these smaller ones like this are still going to have in their contract that they can hit up indies and stuff like that. I can't believe they're, they're going to be forced to just do their fucking uh, seven, you know, WWE tapings in one month and then not be able to do anything the rest of their time. I can't believe that. But like you said, it runs the risk also of them being pigeonholed 
and being that English guy or that Japanese yeah. guy or that Indian guy or that right. Mexican guy or, yeah, or no, whatever it's going to be. Like, so. to, me, to me, when they first said United Kingdom getting a show, I, I got really excited. The more I hear it, though, the more all these different countries are getting their own shows. It's like, well, all you're doing at this point then is just running the indies out of those countries. You know what I mean? What would now, be better would be if WWE would just air like IPW or WCPW or something like that on the network. If they would come to a deal where they could air an actual independent promotion from those areas on their network and then feature some of their top stars every now and then on WWE programming. I think that would be a better mold to go with. Another thing, another thing I I would prefer rather than them going for individual countries and regions is go for go by continent. You know what I mean? It's easier to take over seven continents. Yeah, but we don't live in that kind of society, dude. Continents don't all get along with each other. Just look at North America. Mexico doesn't like America. America doesn't like or Mexico doesn't like the United States. United States doesn't like Canada. I mean, there's only three fucking countries in North America and none of them like each other. <laughs> so we, we just, I don't think we live in that society where you could actually do that, to be honest. I'm just putting that out there. But hey, look at the, the United Kingdom tournament even had people that weren't in the United Kingdom. That had people that were European. Right. So I guess they're already kind of doing it. They just labeled it United Kingdom. But there were people that weren't from the United Kingdom at all in that tournament. It's just like, I don't know, what if, uh, what if Hideo Itami gets hit back on his feet in NXT, and he has been, and gets really big, and WWE's like, oh, we got a Japanese show now, you're going back to Japan, when he's supposed to get called up to Raw or SmackDown, you know what I mean? What happens when that kind of shit happens? Or they start stripping the entire cruiserweight division. Because the whole cruiserweight division, most of them could go to the UK promotion and stay there. You know what I mean? Because that's the region they're from. Um, A small portion of yeah. the 205 Live? Yeah. A, a fair that's amount. A very small portion. Very small portion. I guess. Well, the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. DJ Perkins from the Philippines. The Brian Kendrick is American. Uh, uh, um, what do you got? Lince Dorado is uh, from from Mexico. And he'll go to the Latin American. All you got American is meat. All you got is fucking Mustache Mountain. That's the only ones from the United Kingdom. <laughs> Noam Noam Dar is not from over there. Noam Dar is uh, he's from uh, one of them. Dutch lands. Deutschland. Oh. No, he's not okay. from Germany. Yeah, he's from them. So yeah, Norm Dar. I wouldn't call him a star. I don't think I'd notice if he was gone. <laughs> but the way he honest. says Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. <laughs> um, I think it's a portion, but I don't think it's wrong with them sharing people either um, and getting exposure from different shows. You know what I mean? Um, they got a lot of people to use. And Neville, they don't have enough Neville time could to get use pulled over to the UK show, you know. He could. He, I don't he think could, they'd let it okay happen. If it's an appearance, 
I don't want it to be a, a regular showing by no means because that's a downgrade for him. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people in WWE that could go there. You got Cesaro, you got Sheamus, you got Noam Dar, uh, you got fucking Neville, you got... I mean, there's a lot of people that could go over there, but do we necessarily want to see them get transferred over there? Becky Lynch could go over there. Paige. Um, and then you got, you know, you talk about uh, NXT and you got uh, Peyton Royce and um, uh, and uh, what uh, fucking who's with Peyton Royce? Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name. They could go to Australia and be that fucking continent. I mean, I mean, you, you got you could split the people up, but but I, I'm OK with them sharing, I think, would be the most beneficial way is share all the talent. They're all yeah. under one giant umbrella, which is the quote-unquote WWE universe, you know. I'm going to go out on a, a real thin limb here and say this also ties into my WWE selective reading theory. Vince Dude, wants you're too big to be going future... out on a thin limb. I know. <laughs> Vince wants his future superstars to look distinct and different, and he can't do that if if everybody's, you know interracially intertwining everybody will eventually look the same so he's he's setting up all these territories to keep people where they belong for his future breeding reasons um you know i could (laughs) that's a perfect fucking phrase because i can see vince vince is very donald trump-esque and it's poignant friends but i i could see vince sitting there being like hey, we got that indian guy on our show why don't you keep him where he belongs <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's that scottish guy doing on my show keep him where he belongs <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could definitely see that <laughs> all right uh I think that's what happened to uh, Alberto Alpatron. What? What's that Hispanic guy doing? He he was pale. I thought he was white. Why don't you put him where he belongs? <laughs> <laughs> and now, now if Paige ever starts wrestling again, she'll just get sent to the UK promotion, and Del Rio will get brought back, but he'll go to the Latin America promotion. Boom. <laughs> Vince might not even know they're fucking back in WWE. He might not ever know. <laughs> in fact, to this day, to this day, Doc Gallo swears that Vince still doesn't know he used to be Festus. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. Every time he's on a podcast, he's like, I'm walking, I'm walking through gorilla position, and I see Vince looking at me. And all I do, I'm sure I don't give him a weird look, because... The last thing I want is for him to sit and say, oh, shit, that's Festus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think he's kidding. To this day, I don't think Vince knows that Doc Gallows was Festus. <laughs> Vince, uh, Vince that would be some doesn't shit. pay a lot of attention. <laughs> I think he's, not, he's not a main event talent, but he's a pretty big talent there right now. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh, I think that's hilarious. Oh, man. Ooh. What else we got going on in the news this week? Uh, We got a lot, man. How about uh, how about we talk about 
some uh, speaking of international markets, let's move south of the border. Despite what Donald Trump would like, you Taco Bell Jr. or El Hijo Blue Demon or El Hijo Azul Demon. There you go. Claims that Lucha Underground is no longer "quote unquote" real Mexican Lucha Libre. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I've watched Lucha Underground from the beginning, and it's never been real Mexican. <laughs> right, just because you got it's guys in masks. It's been a fucking hybrid. It's 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 produced by uh, Robert Rodriguez, who is who is Hispanic, but I would call him a fucking Lucha Libre connoisseur. No, he's he's, no a, he's from memes. Spain, right? That's that's not Lucha Libre. Uh, I I don't know where Robert Rodriguez is from. I, I want to say I I did watch the first episode, and, and I'm pretty sure he's he's yeah he's a Spanish guy, and that's why they're not. Dario Cuato? Are you talking about um, Dario Cuato? Is 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 from Spain, but Robert Rodriguez is a is a producer who's produced Hollywood films such as El Mariachi and Desperado and um, Okay, so we're not talking about the guy who plays the owner on the show. No, no, I'm talking about a real guy. And real, okay. You've never heard of Robert Rodriguez? He's like a huge Hollywood fucking blockbuster producer, director. I'm sure I have. Okay. Have you ever heard of the movie Desperado? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, anyways, so, El Hijo, El Hijo Azul Dimon states that he will not be returning to the company anytime soon. Good old BDG. B- <laughs> fuck. I shouldn't have been drinking so early, should I have? Here's a fucking time limit from the time to start and the time to stop. You want to start enough to where you're semi-buzzed when you start, but not too early when you're drunk, and I'm at the fucking drunk phase, so <laughs> bear with me, folks. I'm sorry. Um, Good old bleed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bleed. <laughs> Blue Demon Jr. Uh, actually owns stake in NWA Mexico and says we may possibly see him in NWA if everything goes according to plan. Now keep in mind that Billy Corgan is en route to buy the uh, rights to the NWA acronym, name, usage, uh, signage, anything associated with it, but not take over the territories. So if that were to come into play, um, NWA Mexico would actually have to sign an agreement with Billy Corgan to continue using the acronym National the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. So this might not even be a possibility for him, although that wrestling company itself would still exist. It just wouldn't be technically NWA Mexico. They'd have to change it to some other name, which would be fine. They could do that. Um, For any of you who are not familiar with Blue Demon Jr., he is a mainstay in Libre from from decades, going back to the 80s. Um, The Blue Demon uh, franchise, mask, lineage, whatever you want to call it, goes back farther than that. He is he, he is an icon in Mexican professional wrestling and has made quite a name for himself in America outside of the WWE. So um, this is big. When I first seen Blue Demon in Lucha Libre or in not Lucha Libre in uh, Lucha Underground, I was excited to see him there. 
His first feud, I believe, was with um, Chavo Guerrero Jr., which yes, made sense was. because they both had uh, family family ties going back. The uh, Guerrero family and the Blue Demon family lineage went back, so it made sense. But I'm just not a big Chavo fan, so I wasn't a big fan of him. He's not the kind of person to think of when you think of uh, Lucha Libre as far as the WCW got you introduced to or the kind that 205 might have got you introduced into. He is more of your technical ground and pound uh, uh, putting on hold mat wrestling type wrestler. And I like that. I like it a lot. He's not your typical high-flying, doing all these fancy flip-floppy moves kind of wrestler. Um, all I have to say, will be a loss for Lucha Underground, but I don't think this hurts Lucha Underground in the long run, whether they keep him or lose him personally. Where are you at? I, I'm right here. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you haven't left. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, what, what are your feelings on on Blue Blue Demon, <laughs> El Hijo Azul Demon? You know, I I very impressed with his wrestling, especially you know being a lucha and not being the high flyer, being the actual like shoot wrestler. I like him a lot, and and if he does join NWA and everything goes according to plan. I, I think things could be really interesting going forward, you know? Yeah, I, I don't see WWE being interested in somebody his age. I believe he's in his 50s. Yeah. I want to say. It's just throwing out an age here. But the thing I'm is, sure you want to align yourself with the lineage. You know, that's the big thing. So for Billy Corrigan to potentially get his hands on the Blue Demon lineage, that could be great for the future. Yeah, if he could just get the franchise of the Blue Demon and throw the mask on somebody else and be Blue Demon number three, I mean, right there, that's that's huge. Or even oh, yeah. even if they rebrand it as just Blue Demon. Fat Mac can attest to BD3 is a lot easier to say than BDJ, isn't it? Hey, fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Nobody would have noticed my drunkenness had it been BD3. I like BD3. Let's do that. Yeah, I, I think I think he could definitely uh he could definitely benefit from from getting in on the franchise of the Blue Demon. So, uh, it could be a plus for him. It could definitely be a plus for him. And there's a lot of people that you could put the Blue Demon mask on. Um, but I'm thinking personally, if if I'm Billy Corrigan and, and this were were a route that's going to happen, and this is all hypothetical, we're just making shit up as we go. I'd I'd find a young upstart who who hasn't made a name for himself yet, and give him the mask. Uh, remember when? Remember yeah. when Eddie Guerrero ended up becoming a uh, Black Tiger? Fucking many years ago. I mean, that's where he got his start over in Japan. We may not have ever fucking known the Eddie Guerrero that we know today. Had, or not uh, Tiger Mask. I'm sorry, Tiger Mask. Uh, Black Tiger was his um, 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 foe. But if if Eddie Guerrero had never become Tiger Mask, we may not have ever known the Eddie Guerrero we knew today, and we'd have missed out on how many classic matches. 
Right. So you give it to a young unknown, and Eddie Guerrero was a nobody back when he became Tiger Mask, and he turned into a, a literal superstar. Not the WWE coin turned superstar, but a literal superstar. Give it to Rey Mysterio. Uh, no. Ray Mysterio should be BD3. He's gonna, he's gonna kill people. <laughs> Talk about the blue demon. He's going around killing people. He'd be the de- death. Rest in peace, Pedro Agawa. Anything else on the news right now? Yeah. Uh, Titus O'Neil is being sued by a former WWE cameraman for $1.2 million. For an incident when filming WWE Network hidden camera prank show Swerved Season 2. Apparently Titus doesn't have too much of a sense of humor because they were shooting a segment that involved an electrical jolt to the to the posterior of, of anybody who would sit on this chair. And it was triggered by a switch. Titus sat on the stool and proceeded with his interview and when jolted with the slight burst of electricity... Kicked the cameraman, kicked the camera out of the cameraman's hand, causing injury, supposedly, to the man's fingers and hand. It looks like even the Titus brand isn't safe from the recession. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, swerve! What if this was just a giant swerve right here? Like, <laughs> like it's a giant prank on the cameraman. Or on Titus. What if this is a giant prank on Titus? This whole thing's a setup to prank fucking Titus. Who has no the, sense the of humor jolt to begin in the with. Fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole jolt in the ass was just the fucking setup. That wasn't even the prank. This is going to be all of season three of Swerved. The entire season three of Swerved. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have they're gonna have cameras in the fucking courtroom and shit like that. Fuck it, the stenographer is is gonna be uh, fucking JoJo and she's gonna be typing shit down. And... <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I mean you know this this happens from time to time. You hear of this. Um, this is a little different. Because this was part of their swerved show, and and this is the the prank show. So I I I don't know, and I kind of looked through and couldn't really find anything that stated um, what the language in the contracts were for Swerved. But you would have to assume uh, in a prank show that there's some sort of language in the contract that states there's going to be incidents that happen due to the pranks involved and WWE is not responsible for XXXX. Right. Um, Now, if the guy broke his hand, then possibly, yes, they're responsible. I mean, you and I both watch Impractical Jokers. Motherfuckers get hurt all the time on that shit. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. It's going to happen. Very, you know, there's there's been the jackass before it. um, Kind of camera before that. You know, uh, you talk about the... uh, A lot of people got pissed off at some punked shit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) punked with with Ashton Kutcher. You know, so um, I, I'm not sure. I know there have been lawsuits in the past against WWE for things that have happened during the show. I know uh, one episode, Brock, was it Brock? Yeah, uh, uh, 
Yeah, Brock Lesnar. That was Seth Rollins shooting with Brock Lesnar. When Seth Rollins got that, that nice car from fucking J&J Security or whatever, and Brock Lesnar ripped the fucking door yep. off it and then chucked the door, ended up hitting a fan, and they had to settle a lawsuit for that. Um, so things things happen during uh, a WWE show, I know, that they've gotten lawsuits for, and they almost always settle out of court, which I think is what the people are looking for anyways. So this is a little different with it being the prank show, but I, like I said, I have to assume, especially if the cameraman was hired for the prank show, there's got to be some kind of wordage in his contract that protects WWE against him suing them for, for fucking a boo-boo on his finger. Right. Basically. I would love to break my hand and get $1.2 million for it. I'd love to get $1.2 million without breaking my hand. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. Yep. Yep. That's called the old reach around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about one of my favorite wrestlers, calf Zilla himself, bully Ray. Yeah. In a recent interview, the former Bubba Ray Dudley or current Bubba Ray or whatever the fuck he is. Well, he's bully. He's Ray bully now. Ray again. Was yeah. Ray. He was Bully Ray, and then Bubba Ray, and then Bully Ray again. Um, his best work was always his Bully Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to any fucking Dudley Boys fan out there or any quote-unquote E-Mark out there. His best work was Calfzilla Bully Ray. He spoke out about WWE not allowing the Bully Ray character to exist within the WWE universe, which is something I had a problem with from the very beginning when he came out to the Dudley boys fucking music and he had the fucking taped glasses. I said, holy shit, he's taking a fucking huge step back right. from the character that he has derived, similar to Matt Hardy of today. Let's put that out there. But he stated in this interview, we were one day away from becoming Bully Ray in the WWE. One of the problems with having Bully Ray in the WWE was the word bully. How could they have a guy named Bully when they had to be a star program? It was a little too risky for them. This seems pretty fucked up considering the JBL bullshit going on and considering the Braun Strowman angle and considering every other fucking angle they have with people being fucking bullies, the welcoming committee on SmackDown, where they got the three chicks that are bullying fucking Charlotte and Becky and um, the other one. Um, So it it doesn't make sense. Obviously, yes, the name has bully in it, but WWE is, is strongly pushing people to be bullies on their fucking programming. So it's stupid that the name itself would be dumb or be be a problem, especially if he was going to come in as a heel. You would think right. it'd be great. Let him come in as Bully Ray as well. Let the good guys, even if fucking John Cena Bully Ray program, and let the good old John Cena tackle the bully and give him his comeuppance <laughs> and come out in the end as the, as the strong fucking, you know, hey, I'm the guy sticking up for the little guys. You know, that it'd be kind great. of shit. Why not? It'd be great. Um so, you know, in in my opinion, and to paraphrase from one of my least favorite NXT wrestlers, this is bull fit. <laughs> and for for everybody listening who has no idea what I'm talking about, that's a bull Dempsey reference, and I know <laughs> nobody got <caught> that. 
I got it because I wrote it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Don't let him into our fucking world here, man. <laughs> I'm just, He's going to be a guest on the podcast next week. Actually, <laughs> he's on our podcast next week. What? No. <laughs> what podcast is he on next week? I didn't catch. I was joking, saying he was oh, on our show. You did say our podcast. <laughs> I, I fuck. I didn't catch you. I ruined your joke, dude. Yeah, you did. Fuck you. It's all flat here. I was just about to hit the badoons, and now I can't. I think it's, I think it's sad that a Patrick Dempsey is fucking more popular than Bull Dempsey. <laughs> what is Patrick Dempsey up to nowadays? I don't fucking know. I don't know either. Don't I'm not know. sure I know who Patrick Dempsey is. Isn't he the guy from uh, one of the uh, medical shows? Was it Was it uh, Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> ER? Grey's Anatomy or ER, I think, was Patrick Dempsey. Hey, hey, fun fact about Grey's Anatomy. Fun fact about Patrick Dempsey. His very first fucking uh, 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 role in show business was on the 1980s Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and he was a fucking, uh, like, a swamp monster. And he was literally just under a tarp with a bunch of fucking green fucking frills on him going... Again, uh, opposite of Captain Lou Albano as fucking Mario. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I'm not making that up. That's that's true. That was Patrick Dempsey's first fucking role in show business was as a swamp monster on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show opposite Captain Lou Albano. There's your fucking Patrick Dempsey uh, beef sticks connection right fucking there, folks. How many people know that? There's something for your <laughs> trivia fucking knowledge right there. I don't know how many folks could have told you that. I didn't I didn't come up with this. Folks, I did not come up with this ahead of time. I didn't have it written. I didn't Google that shit. I literally, we just started talking about Patrick Dempsey for no reason. Because <laughs> of both fucking Dempsey. And uh, and I pulled that out of my ass. So they, But it's true. I, I didn't just make it up. I pulled it out of my ass. I mean, that's something that was sitting in the back of my mind that has no, refer- no reason to fucking be there. That's good I'm stuff. I'm full of this useless fucking trivia. My kids watch the Super <laughs> Mario <laughs> Super Show all the time, and I'm surprised I never, never caught that episode, or at least that part of the episode. Well, you, you don't see him. You don't see his face. He's literally just under a tarp with a bunch of fucking uh, green frills all over it. You don't see him. <laughs> I One day I happened to be watching it, and I happened to catch the the name Patrick Dempsey. So I was curious. So then I went on IMDb, and a huge shout-out to IMDb, folks. It saves me so many fucking headaches <laughs> and sleepless nights because I can look up whoever the fuck that one guy is. <laughs> So I looked up on IMDb, and sure as shit, Patrick Dempsey, his very first reference on there is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show as fucking, it was like Swamp Creature or fucking whatever the fuck he was. But yeah, he's he's literally, I mean, for a heartthrob, for like a good-looking fucking heartthrob, they didn't use his face or nothing. He's literally just under a fucking tarp. <laughs> Going rubber 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 Look it up, folks. Super Mario Brothers Super Show, starring Captain Lou Albano. I suppose as long as we've got Doctor McDreamy on deck here, it only makes sense that we go into this week's injury report. Hey, the doc is at work. 
A lot of injuries this week for the for um for main main people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times a lot of times there's a week where there's no injuries or maybe you get one injury, but we have three kind of main, at least two really main. Yeah. Wrestlers and one semi-main wrestler that have le- legitimate um, injuries that are going to affect storylines. Who do we got first there? Paste he. Braun Strowman. That's you, you can't. Oh shit! You can't spend your life right there. Yeah, you can't spend your life flipping ambulances and, and expect not to get injured. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're gonna pull a groin muscle if you don't stretch. Uh Braun Strowman injured himself at WWE Payback when he flung into an ambulance door, knocking it off its hinges. Braun has basically been, yeah, he's been basically working hurt over the last week with some pretty nagging injuries increasing by the day. The main extent of his injury has been to his UCL. The full recovery time for Strowman. I went to that college back in the day, man. UCL. Yeah. I think so. No, that's right. I didn't go to college. I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, His full recovery time is not known at this point until the doctors can see the full extent of his injury. At the very least, we're looking at about a month. Um, But at the very worst, you know, three months? It's uh, not good. It's going to be bad for Rob. Not good for somebody this big in storylines. Right, right. Like, the biggest thing they had been building is now off the shelf. And, you know, Rob's been doing a bad enough time on its own. How are they they going to get into that? Power through this. That's that's rough stuff. But yeah, he Strowman was set to main event Extreme Rules against Roman Reigns. Also uh, a front runner in the talks to go up against Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at Great Balls of Fire. Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. Just, uh, guess the balls might not be burning. He took his medication. <laughs> Is that why he's got to be out for three to four weeks? <laughs> it could be because he has the great balls of fire. Very well, it could be. Yeah, they're uh, they're really gonna have to come up with something because, from my understanding, uh, you know, like you said, they were gonna have Braun Strowman in Extreme Rules and Great Balls of Fire, so. If this is a big, he's going to be out long term. They're really going to have to come up with something to cover their asses. You know what I? You, you know what could cover their asses? I know exactly what could cover their asses. Bray Wyatt, Broken Matt Hardy. Um, yeah, we're we're going to get into the whole Broken Matt here in a little bit on news also, and why that's not not going to. We definitely won't be the case. Um. Sad but true. Don't don't fucking say definitely. You told me definitely before, and then I was more right than you were. And maybe now it's swinging the other direction. Yeah, but... And we have not seen hide nor hair of it. I mean, um, legally, well, we're we'll, we'll waiting yeah. to that news story. Let's, <laughs> let's 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 finish the, the the injury report, then we'll get into the the, the legalities of the broken universe and the deities of seven. 
They don't. They don't uh, own yeah, Fracture and Matt Hardy. Because. Go ahead. No, that's it. <laughs> they don't okay. own Fracture uh, Matt yeah, Hardy. Definitely not good because WWE has been literally putting all their eggs in the basket of Braun Strowman. This is their. I mean, this isn't just their raw guy. To to me, this is the guy that they've been using as the guy. Uh, Roman hasn't been cutting it out. Uh, Brock Lesnar. They don't even. They don't even fucking mention. You would have think. You would have thought that that this motherfucker uh, had a wellness violation or a fucking arrest or something because they don't even mention him on WWE TV. So they don't have less. They don't have Reigns to to fall back on. Um, and this has been the guy that they've been building their brand around, and he's going to be out possibly three months. You know, some of WWE's best work is done when what they want to do is fucking forced to stop and they're forced to do something creative. So this could be good. But myself, personally, I've been liking what they've been doing with Braun. So I'm kind of disappointed in this. Yeah. As long as he's back by SummerSlam, I think maybe they could still just kind of pick up where they left off. Um, you know, we still are building towards a more serious Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor feud, and that could definitely kind the of fact fill that, that you spot. Said serious and Bray Wyatt in the same sentence makes me think you do not know WWE at all. Because of my joking broken Matt Bray Wyatt comment from a few moments <laughs> ago is why I said serious. But... No, I, I, I feel like the I'm, Bray Wyatt Finn Balor feud could the eater of pins, fill the voids. If you right. folks haven't been to our fucking Facebook page, Bray Wyatt is not the eater of worlds. He is the eater of pins. As sad as that fucking is, it is true. Um, his his record now is atrocious. Uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, win loss record. He has 181 wins, 10 draws, 405 losses. That means he's got 30.37% wins and 68% losses. Uh, I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt fan in the world, but I'm telling you, state of emergency on Bray Wyatt, they have to fucking pick their shit up. They have to do something. Fucked up. Before we move on with the injury report, and since we're talking about people's win-loss record, uh, there's been a little bit flying around about how the Golden Truth deserve a shot at the SmackDown Tag Team Championships uh, because of their win-loss record. Do they? Yeah, they're in the, uh, what what is it, a fucking fatal four-way between them, uh, the Good Brothers, uh, who's all on that fucking show, uh... Uh, Enzo and Cass, um, I'm missing one more team here. Um, Cesaro Sheamus? I'm, I'm, ah, yes, there you go. Fucking double in 07, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe, aren't, they're in a a fatal four-way with those four teams for who's going to be the number one contender. Um, for it. I believe Kurt Angle himself made that match. <clears throat> yeah. Um no, their their win loss record on the show is 
pretty terrible. I I do believe they've got something like seven wins in their career on Raw, but their house shows their win loss record is somewhere about thirty six and zero. But house shows don't exist in the WWE universe. Let's not forget that. Because remember when Roman Reigns had fucking uh, broken ribs and a separated fucking shoulder from Braun Strowman throwing him off the fucking uh, gurney and in the ambulance. And the very next day he was main venting house shows and he did that for three w- weeks in a row while on every raw he was injured and out of action. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, house shows aren't a part of the WWE universe. They're a completely separate fucking realm. But uh, what do you expect when you have A, an African-American, and B, a Rhodes? Right. Uh, Vince is just going to shit on them. He's not yeah. going to let them win. He's this not a fan of, of either type of people. The convenience factor of wins don't matter, losses don't matter. In the oh, WWE which we just thing. discussed last yes. week, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I will say I love the team of the Golden Truth. These two guys are so charismatic, um, and you know it, it, it harkens to remember when. Uh, and I'm not saying this before we get the goddamn emails and the messages. I'm not saying this because all fucking black folk are interchangeable, so don't fucking say that. But this harkens me to when Goldust and Booker T were a team together and they had all their crazy antics together and all that. I mean, I loved that team. And this team kind of reminds me of that. They have that same kind of chemistry where they go back and forth. Um, I love the team, especially like their backstage segments. Remember when uh, Pokemon, when they were doing the Pokemon Go and our truth was trying to catch the Pokemon. Yes, that was that? excellent. Yes, yeah, that was that was awesome. I loved that shit. I mean, that that was the kind. That's the kind of shit I enjoy. Um, so I, I like the team. You know, I don't think they're getting anywhere. If they were on the SmackDown brand, I'd say maybe they had a chance. They're on the Raw brand. The SmackDown brand gave fucking uh, Febreze a title shot. Yep. Maybe but, in the next uh, changeup, that's where they'll be going. I know I said at the beginning of this that they were SmackDown, and I was wrong, but that's definitely where they should be. I didn't even notice you said, I don't pay attention to what you say, Pasty. I don't think anybody does. Sorry. That's probably why we have so many people listening to the show. <laughs> I'm easy to tune out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, do we want to move on with injuries? Yes, we should probably do that. We're trying to bring you a shorter show, folks, so we're going to get caught up in a bunch of shit. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two hours, my ass. All right, go ahead. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, isn't this one yours? Sure. Emma, formerly Emmalina, formerly Emma, seemed to have suffered an injury to her shoulder at a live event in Liverpool, England. The injury occurred when she took a bump on a turnbuckle and landed awkwardly on her shoulder. She was partnering with Mickey James, and they were taking on the team of Sasha and Bailey, and the match was stopped fairly immediately due to the injury. So she just came back, just reinvented herself. Um, we haven't got a time frame on this injury. She might not be out at all. We don't know how serious the injury is yet. But we know at the moment it was serious enough to end the match immediately. 
which they don't like to do. They at least like to uh, play it off and come up with some kind of finish. I know at a house show, it's a little simpler to just end the match than it is on a, on a live broadcast. Right. But nonetheless, I mean, it's kind of scary that they just ended the match and didn't come to a finish. So um, hopefully this doesn't affect Emma's push in any way because I am a, an Emma fan and I wanted to see her and we just make got her back, some waves in the women's division. Yeah. We just got her fucking back. And, uh, and speaking of women's division, uh, one of the biggest women in uh, NXT, you want to take this one, Pasty? Sure. Man, this is this is bad. I mean, I guess this, it's a good thing she bad. hasn't won the NXT women's title yet. Because Ember Moon confirmed what we had all feared. She suffered a grade one shoulder sprain during last week's number one contenders battle royal, which puts creative in a bind as plans apparently for her were to win the title from Asuka in the Fatal 4-Way which will now be presumably changed to a triple threat. I think they'll probably add six more women, to be completely honest. Uh, That's WWE's way of thinking, (laughs) to be honest. I'm telling you, Aaliyah is going to be the next NXT Women's Champion, because she's the next Bayley. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um... Pause. Yeah, not good. Ember Moon is a huge, um, a huge, a huge talent. I oh, mean, yeah. She is so beautiful to watch in the ring, not not look-wise, uh, uh, talent-wise. Her her finisher is amazing, and it's the, the corkscrew uh, um, um, cutter, the corkscrew cutter that she does off of the uh, – off the turnbuckle. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Just look up, look up Ember Moon's finishing move. I believe she calls it, is it the total eclipse or the Ember eclipse or it's some kind of eclipse. It's just the eclipse. Um, beautiful I think it's finisher. The total eclipse. Yeah. Uh, um, like you said, she was going to take on uh, Oscar, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross, which now is probably just going to be uh, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. My feelings is Asuka's probably going to end up keeping the championship now if yeah. they get good news about Ember Moon, and they'll probably just push it off a little bit and maybe have her win on a on an NXT show instead of an actual takeover event. Otherwise, I could see them having maybe Nikki Cross win and just be a transitional champion and have Ember take it from her right away. I, I don't see Ruby Riot or Nikki Cross taking it and holding it for a long time. No. And... With Asuka being undefeated for this long, I don't want to see Ruby or Nikki beat her. I don't want they, them to be the one to take it from her. I, I know it's a triple threat match, so you can you can have Nikki pin Ruby. There you go. And it right. saves Asuka. But I still don't want in the books, I don't want it to say that Nikki won the belt in a three-way from Asuka. I don't, I don't want that on paper even. No, it's not time for Asuka to lose the championship yet. I mean, it's time for her to move on from NXT, but... God, I don't want her to drop... She, nobody deserves it yet. <coughs> True. True. Nobody there deserves that championship yet. Except well, for Ember Moon. Moon. Does. She's Except the only Moon. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So if she's not getting it, I, I agree. Nobody else deserves to take it from... Nobody else deserves it. 
but definitely nobody deserves to take it from her. Right. And I, I will say, say I'm getting a little bored with Asuka being champ. She doesn't defend it as much as she should, especially with somebody with as much pride as herself. Well, you know, I mean, you think about it. NXT, they, they, they tape a handful of shows each time, so you only get, you know, a wrestler's usually only on once per, what, three episodes or so. So you got to assume... I mean, you're, you're not going to see her every single episode because in if you're the live audience, you would have seen her three times that fucking night already and you'd be sick of her. So you're not going to get the good reaction. And I like how NXT still keeps it kind of old school and they don't make their champions defend all the fucking time or even show up all the time. They, they protect them and make them seem like a big deal. So when they have an NXT takeover, it's uh, a big deal that they're defending the title, and it isn't just, oh, this is another NXT. Yeah, but you shouldn't do it with the men's division and the women's division at the same time, because Bobby Roode doesn't really fight as much as he should. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the same argument, but that's, that's why you and I work together because we have the different opinions. I like the way they do it, and and I and, and I understand where you're coming from, which wa- with wanting it more, I, I understand that I definitely do, um, but I am perfectly comfortable with them having it stretched out. I'm perfectly comfortable with them not defending the title except for every takeover event. I am perfectly happy with that, me personally, with them only defending it at takeovers. And maybe not even necessarily every takeover. Maybe Bobby Roode doesn't defend it at a takeover, and he does like a a uh, tag team match with somebody, or oh, uh, he's special guest sort of ref for a match. number one contender match. Yeah, there you go. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I do see where you're coming from. That's where you and I differ. Is I've always been of the you and I differ very much on that point of, of when the title should be defended. And we always have, you want it defended more and I want it defended less. And we both have good reasons why. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like rapid title changes. You like, and I like, I like year plus title reigns. <laughs> if you keep it interesting, so, but the second I start to yawn on it, I'm going to lose interest in the program real quick. If the title's changing hands, yeah, I'm constantly, as... like, reinvested in your program. But, like, you and I are around each other, and you start to yawn, I just stick my dick in your mouth anyway, so I enjoy it when that happens. So right. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, even if I talk too loud. You know, I if I just open my mouth, action. if I open my mouth more than a little bit, it's, like, right there, like, God damn it. You know, there's, there's the penis, there's the testicles. You know, it's, it's like rickety cricket. Right. Sunny in Philadelphia reference, folks. Come on, I know some of y'all that watch Sunny in Philadelphia. Rickety cricket. I do, but not enough to know that reference. All right, that's all right. Uh, so I that will not is, be on uh, that episode of of Fantastic Fables. All <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all I have for injuries. Do you have any other injuries that you know of? No, I don't. Well, the cameraman who was kicked by Titus O'Neil, but that oh, was yeah, well that guy over a year. Oh yeah, that guy sprained his finger. Ago. That poor soul. 
That poor soul. 1.2 million, should start, We should start a GoFundMe page for him <laughs> and, and get him some funds for his recovery. Uh, he must be a damn good cameraman Hashtag. if he gets paid that much. He's the best. <laughs> that best. If he was so good, he could fucking hold the camera with his other hand and not fucking worry about it, right? Right. You or, fucking Or get a fucking bitch. tripod. <laughs> Come on, where's the ambidextrous cameraman out there? Where the fuck are they at? All these one fucking handed cameramen fucking holding their junk in the other hand trying to trying to make money off of the poor fucking black man in, in WWE who can't catch a goddamn break. You motherfucker, you were born white privilege. Shut the fuck up. Quit trying to take money out of this poor black soul's fucking children's mouths. <laughs> He has it hard enough in WWE. He doesn't need you fucking with his paycheck. <laughs> you white privilege, white guilt, milk toast bastard. Uh, I love that. We should make a, a point to say that on every episode, man. Every fucking white guilt, milk toast. <laughs> yep. I want a t-shirt. I want a black t-shirt with white lettering. Very simple. White guilt, milk toast. Right, <laughs> we should. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of our first T-shirt designs that we make. We'll get the beef sticks logo and we'll get the fucking white guilt milk toast on there. Just plain, just plain fucking black shirt, plain font, white lettering, white guilt milk toast. <laughs> God damn it! Now that you're talking about milk and toast, man, I get a grumble in my stomach. You make me think back to earlier when you pissed me off because you said you were out eating fucking sushi now i got all jealous now i'm gonna yep. make you jealous because if you would have been in powell tennessee today from approximately 6 p.m to 8 p.m you would have oh, got to eat sushi inspired by kane with glenn jacobs they unveiled the oh big red gosh. monster of sushi rolls, the cane roll. Oh, mother of God. Baked scallops, crab. To quote, quote Ramathorn. <laughs> Baked scallops, crab, masago, cream cheese, sesame seed, green onion, soft shell crab, crab. Again, it says it twice. And spicy. <laughs> <laughs> And did you say Masago? Yeah. What the fuck is Masago? Uh, I don't know. Something from the sixth layer of hell, probably. <laughs> right. But yeah, for $13, you could have came and eaten cane with Glenn Jacobs. How fucking hardcore is that? I... <laughs> I would love to. I would love to eat cane. <laughs> I, I'd eat his booty hole. <laughs> what is masago? Masago is smelt roll, so nice. it's basically like a smoked fish eggs. There you go. So it's caviar. There you go, masago. I've probably eaten it. Yeah. Uh, it might not have tasted like cane's ass. <laughs> But I've probably eaten it. Smelt roll. 
smelt roll. That's that's a weird uh, phrase, right? Just by itself, smelt right. roll. Like if I just walked up to you and said, "Smelt roll," <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't fucking have any idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> the universe would came <laughs> in on itself. What if, what if I'm gonna walk up to some random person and say, "Smelt roll," and I want them to just look at me, nod, and say, "Masago." <laughs> that's a new lifelong game I found soulmate if that happened <laughs> that's my soulmate right there that's how I'm going to find my soul that's how I'm finding my next woman I'm going to walk up to random women and just say smelt row first one that replies with Masago. That's my woman. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care what she does. How much money she has. That's my fucking woman right there. <laughs> Masago. Masago. Oh fuck, dude! Our uh, our two hour uh, beef sticks is fucking. Yeah, we got twenty minutes. <laughs> 20... I know. I know. I know. Ooh. We're um, bad with time. So is, that, is, that part of, is that part of Kane, or is that part of Glenn Jacobs' campaign trail, Mr. Yeah. Uh, campaign he's been, Manager? He's been trying to connect with the people more. Uh, last weekend, there was a, a tournament to benefit his campaign, a golf tournament, not like a King of the Ring tournament. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what I was going to say. There's a fucking Royal Rumble <laughs> his honor. <laughs> it was a Mortal Kombat. Um, you know what? What better way to distance yourself from the big red machine who's known for inferno matches and fire blasting everywhere than to have uncooked fish? That's the best way to distance yourself from fire. It couldn't exist in hell. It's too hot there. You can't have sushi in hell. It's too hot. The fish would be cooked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they made a cane. I love it. It wasn't even like they didn't name it after Glenn Jacobs. It's named after Kane. And it's got a smoky red poster <laughs> with Kane standing there, full costume. And that's, then the sushi is, is shaped into a K. <laughs> I mean, do that, it. That is Dude, great. Wouldn't I, that I'll be admit. great if Glenn wins and then heel turns and puts the mask back on? He's like, now you fuckers are all fucked. <laughs> And he tears, burns Knox County to the ground. I could see it. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. And it won't be the last. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back after a brief message from our sponsors. No. That didn't work. Because I had a five-second clip that has nothing on it. <laughs> Maybe our Damn sponsors... It. What are you doing, pasty? You didn't send me the right thing. Maybe our sponsors will be more prepared on next week's Beef Sticks podcast. <laughs> Wait. Maybe. Maybe they'll be ready by the end of this podcast. We don't know. I can do it. I can do it the old-fashioned way. Bear with me. (laughs) 
Yeah. See, we're not trying to waste your guys' time anymore. This is where this kind of fun stuff comes into play. <laughs> we are kind of trying to waste your time, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys keep listening, though. You're fueling this fire. Just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind, baby. Smelt row. Uh, <laughs> just, just you know, Hang just on. hold on Hang a second. On. I think, Hang on, I got I think this. This may very well come. I think it may very well come into Pasty White's possession. Do you have the, the 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 one you want, or do you want me to get you the one you want? I got this. All right. PB Army ASAP. That's nope. right. It's the NR- <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Okay, nope, I got this. Let, let, let me let me let me let me get you let me get you taken care of here, buddy. No, you and, don't have to. Um, while we're doing that While we're doing that Oh yeah, actually you're right, that was the wrong one. I just see what it was. Folks, from, hang on, I got we're this. trying our best here. Alright? Just, just talk us and into the commercial I got because this. They, the, the universe, the universe doesn't want us to have a fucking uh, two-hour show. The Talk universe us, is telling us we need to have a three-hour show. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. We're trying for two, and it's fucking pushing against it. But um, I think all things are going to work out. Something may or may not have just come into the possession of a pasty white. But until that happens, let me tell you about some more going-ons in the fucking world. And talking about the universe, let's talk about the broken universe. I'm learning from the Segway King, a la Pasty White, and I'm segueing into this. Anthem Entertainment has now registered to trademark the terms Broken Matt, Brother Nero, Broken Brilliance, and Vanguard One. Uh, if any of you don't know what we're talking about, why the fuck are you listening to this show? Um, anyways, these are all huge proponents to the Broken Universe, which I'm surprised they're not registering a trademark for, Broken Universe. But um, that's part of Matt Hardy's uh, uh, creation, or co-creation, depending on who you talk to, uh, Impact claims that their contract with the Hardys stipulates that the company owns all IP for creations. For any of you outside of the business, IP means intellectual properties. Basically, what they came up with in Impact Wrestling is owned by Impact Wrestling. The exact same rule that WWE abides by. That's the reason why when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left WWE, they did not come into WCW as Diesel and Razor Ramon. It's also the reason why WWE was able to have their own fake Razor Ramon and fake Diesel, which Mr. Glenn Jacobs will be the first to tell you did not fucking go over very well. Um, I just seen a joke not too long ago that said, why does Kane's pyro not burn anyone? And the answer is because it, 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 it runs on fake diesel. That's because Glenn Jacobs was the fake diesel. So, um, 
Um, so basically, this is contrary to reports that surfaced a couple of weeks ago that stated WWE had come to a settlement with Anthem Entertainment and would be acquiring the rights to the Broken Universe. Now, Matt Hardy applied for the trademark to the Broken Matt Hardy, and as far as I know, just that term, on March 1st of this year. But even though the Anthem trademarks are listed as being filed in April, according to PW Insider, their source tells them Impact filed for the trademark in January, and right now it's only coming out because the official filing from the government is occurring now, or, or occurred, I should say, in April, which would make sense. When you go in and you file for a trademark, it isn't immediately fucking granted. You file for a trademark, they put it into their system, they go through their shit and check it out and, and determine whether you even have a right to file for it. And then they file that as a trademark um, pending before it becomes made a legitimate trademark. So that would make sense. We don't know if that's legitimate or not, but that would make sense. Uh, this is huge. Most notably because I don't think WWE brought in the Hardys to be the Hardy Boys, which is, is as Pacey said, was what I assumed they were originally going to do. But it seemed, I mean, they've been poking, they've been prodding, and they've been teasing the broken universe. And the whole uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, Randall, and House Horrors match, at least the part that happened in the house. I feel had some Matt Hardy involvement. If anybody watched any of the final deletion or any of the videos afterwards, oh, they yeah. know that it would be super uh, final deletion light. I mean, this was nowhere near the over the top, extreme, fun, campy wildness that we've seen in Impact. But nonetheless, I, I feel like there was some of that in there, and I and I believe WWE wants to use some of it. Matt has teased using the phrase, uh, well, even uh, one of their last Raws, they said something as, and I have one word to describe it, but they wouldn't say it. But they knew the fans would say, delete, 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 delete. So we know they're bringing it up. The problem is, can WWE use it? And this is, as of now, this is the Hardy's biggest brand. Um, yeah, Hardy Boys to me is not their brand right now. It is the Broken Universe, and if Impact Wrestling owns it, they're going to own it. Just probably, I well, one of two reasons: either just to keep WWE from using it, or to sell it to WWE and and collect a paycheck. If they're smart, that's what they do. They sell it to WWE. They've pissed off Matt and Rebby enough that they're not getting these two guys back. They're not getting the Hardys back. They've burned that fucking bridge. So if they're smart and they end up getting it, they should sell it to them, get the money, and try to use that money to benefit their program. Because yeah. just owning the rights, keeping the rights, is not going to help them in the long run. Yeah, this is heartbreaking, that, that, man. That's... I, I really hope everything pans out for the Broken Universe and that Matt Hardy can keep his hands on what should be his. 
Well, and, and you know, I, and I, I'm going to say this. So there are reports that it was, most reports say that the whole broken thing came from both uh, Matt Hardy and, uh, um, oh, why am I spacing off on his yeah, name yeah, now? I don't remember what his name is either. But he's, uh, he's oh, a head shit. creative. Um, he's, been, he's been impact guy from day one. Uh, Jeremy Borash. Sorry, JB, Jeremy Borash. Um, from from most uh, from most accounts or from a lot of accounts, it's been both of them. And I myself believe I have personally seen a video where um, Matt Hardy stated that it was him and Jeremy Borash who fucking sat down and over hours came up with this whole thing. Um, now I have since then gone through and scoured the internet and I cannot find a clip either audio or video of Matt Hardy saying that. So perhaps, um, I, that's a fragment of my imagination from reports that I read and I, and I have found, I have found reports that are quoting Matt saying that, but I have not found an actual video or audio source of him saying it. So I can't legitimately verify that. But um, I thought I had. But until I actually see the video or hear the audio, I guess even I am skeptical of over who legitimately came up with it. If it was both of them, well, even if it wasn't both of them, let's say it was even 100% Jeremy Borash, it's going to come up to uh, what does their contract say? What does the Hardy's contract wordage, the verbiage in their contract, how is it written? If it's written that all IP is owned by Impact Wrestling, then they don't even have a case. Then it's Impact's fucking trademark. If there's nothing that mentions IP, then it's up in the air and they'll have to take it to court. And if it's written in the contract that anything Matt Hardy came up with on his own and put into is his IP or intellectual property, then there's no argument and Matt owns it. So it's basically going to come down to what the verbiage is in their contract. And if there's no verbiage in the contract, if nothing states how the intellectual property needs to be divvied up, it's going to go to a court case and it's going to get ugly. Especially if fucking Rebbe is, is allowed in the fucking courtroom. Because <laughs> Rebby is super fucking vocal on all of this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Rebby Rebby has a whole lot to say about it. Uh, actually, TNA banned um, "fuck that owl" shirts from from TNA tapings. <laughs> if you if you try to wear any, which of them... is a complete fucking WWE <laughs> move. What dick asses? <laughs> right. That's what you expect from WWE, not Impact fucking wrestling. Uh... They need yeah. to allow everybody they can fucking get in there in there. I think this thing is gonna it's gonna keep getting uglier and uglier and uglier. Um It is. It's gonna be a stain on pro wrestling. Yeah. No, you you guys may have noticed I was a little bit absent during this last little piece of the segment. And uh that was because I was in in communications with the higher ups here at Cloud Style Broadcasting. And um 
Oh, we, shit, we man. They need, aren't mad at me, are they? Yeah, no, they're pissed. They're pissed. They, they wanted us to air oh, the commercial. Fuck. They said we've been doing this shit commercial free for too long. They want us to air the commercial. Why well, not? The, the fucking commercial We've been work. collecting money from them. They, they we're just, said we haven't just, been airing this shit. Just do it. So we have we have commercial here. Uh, we got to air it for you guys, especially since we're at our two-hour limit. And fuck, man. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about this. Uh, we will be right back after these messages. No stems, no seeds that you don't need. Acapulco Gold is... Badass weed. No more vinegar and water douches for me. They're such a bother. Jane, look. Massengill has... Methamphetamine. It's convenient. No artificial anything? Just... Methamphetamine. The ingredients many doctors recommend. But this is pre-mixed, pre-measured, sanitary. No more bother. Look how cleverly it's designed. Only methamphetamine. Has this special design. Methamphetamine. It's specially designed. Yes. Specially designed. For your every average yeast-infected, addled professional wrestler slash podcast personality. And I have heard that X-Pac is now the new uh, uh, spokesperson for that product. Yes. Should have been his voice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, that is him. That That's him right there. <laughs> that, that was taken directly from him. There you go. Um, there you go. I mean, what, what else, what better use... For for a yeast infection than methamphetamine. Yeah, I mean that's what it was that for. Shit right up, specifically <laughs> designed. Yeah, I mean you got you got a yeast infection, methamphetamine. There you go. Takes care of it. Simple as that. Um, shout out to our sponsors. We're glad you're there. Um, yep, we're we're we're, we're running out of time here. Um, I do want to mention also. Um, Oh, oh man, we got a few things to mention yet. We're running out of time. What? Uh, um, we'll go into uh, let's go into the political news, and then we'll go into ratings, and we'll touch on a little bit. Maybe you want to bring in the the political news there, Pasty? Yeah. This week, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson had said that he is seriously considering running for president. Man, how crazy would that be? And after Donald Trump being the POTUS, who's to say who's next? Ronald fucking McDonald. Hey, remember uh, quite a few years back, Hulk Hogan was going to run for president. Uh, this was back in the 90s. Yet. He, Hulk he Hogan probably wouldn't be president gonna, he, now. Well, maybe. Trump made he, it. He could. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. He could. Easily he could. Hell yeah. And why not? If Trump made it on, if Trump fucking won the presidency by hating on Mexicans, fucking Hulk Hogan could on just fucking the N word alone, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that'd be no. good stuff, though. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, The Rock for president. Um, you know what? If he actually got into politics and, and proved himself, I could be behind him. Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of, hey, I'm seriously considering running for president because I've been in movies. You know, fuck that. 
But if he could maybe, um, you know, you know what I would love to see, like politically, if he could actually make some moves for American Samoa to become the first state in the United States of America, if he could do something to bring that in, because it's long overdue. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, American Samoa literally gets raped by the United States every fucking year. They don't get a fraction of of the freedoms we get, of the the, the tax the tax money we get does not go to American Samoa at all. We give them what a bunch of white bureaucrats in fucking suits who have never fucking been outside of the forty eight continental United States ever fucking been, you know, they give them. Uh, and they still, American Samoa is one of the most patriotic nations that are associated with the United States. They are part of the United States of America. They are not a state, but they are part, part of the United States of America. And as a Samoan descent, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson could actually put some footwork in and do something to at least get more rights for American Samoa, if not have them become an actual state, I'd back him 100%. Um, to me, he needs to prove that he gives a shit enough about his own heritage to go that route, to at least make moves for them. And, and I would definitely back him. To me, as a Samoan, if he doesn't do that ahead of time, he doesn't deserve to be the president of the United States because it proves he doesn't care about his roots. Right. Yep. I agree. I just, <laughs> you I do just realize got political on y'all's asses right there. <laughs> you do realize that this means in 2020 we could be seeing a political race between Donald Trump, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Kanye West. It's going to be the most fucked year in American history. It, it brings me back to when uh, when the California governor's seat was up and you had the porn stars, you had the midget, you had fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and you had everybody and their fucking brothers going after him, man. But hey, fucking Marion Barry fucking got reelected in D.C. how many years ago back? You know, fuck, if Marion Barry, Mr. That Bitch Set Me Up himself fucking get reelected as the mayor of our fucking nation's capital. <laughs> Who's to say what the fuck's right or wrong? Not I, my friend. Not I. Oh, okay. We're running out of time. I, I, I want to bring this up because this is a huge part of what we talked about. Uh, fucking WWE Raw. Uh, we talked about the superstar shakeup and how it should have benefited Raw to the fucking extremes, and it should have hindered SmackDown. But as SmackDown has proven time and time again, they fucking make lemonade out of lemons, and as Raw has proven time and time again, they take fucking prize poultry and turn it into fucking chicken shit. Mm -hmm. So this week, the week that we're talking now, Today is May 11th, and I'm talking about the May 8th episode of Raw. It pulled a .92 rating. That is 2.70 million viewers. Now, folks, don't get me fucking wrong. For a cable show, that is huge. I want to say it was number two for this week. 
So don't get your wires crossed here. Fred Campbell right. show that's fucking huge. But for WWE, it is the lowest rated Raw since 2017 has existed. And it is down from last week's 1.01 rating, which brought in 2.87 million viewers, which is actually more viewers, but a smaller rating, which I don't fucking under or don't don't fucking understand. No, that's a higher rating. I'm sorry. It's a higher rating. I was not reading it much. wrong. It's not by Folks, much. Freckled Freckled Rooster from the <laughs> Finnegan Brewing Company. Uh, you can find them at Summit Brewing Company, St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, anyways, this week's <laughs> fuck, I don't know what's going on, people. This week's raw is down. Uh, last week was a 1.01. To this week's is a 0.92. We had 2.87 million viewers last week. It was 2.7. Or two, yeah, two point eight seven last week, two point seven this week, and the week before that was a one point zero three rating, which brought in three million viewers. Now, let's discuss the product shortly. The biggest there's two to me. There's two big notes here, and I'm going to bring up the first that's going to piss people off. The first is those three weeks who have, that have been fucking dropping, plummeting in ratings are the first three weeks that Roman Reigns has been off TV. Pasty White, Believe does Roman Reigns bring in ratings? Of course he does. People want to go to the shows. They want to watch the shows just to tear into the man. Just to beat him. He's the, he's, he is... The new John Cena. And people exist. Just so you, so you think that's out? You think it's affecting the ratings because they want to shit on him and not to praise him? Or not to watch him? Well, I mean, they want to watch him. He, you know. But, I mean, the, the IWC is going to guise it as they want to shit on him. I know, I know yep. ever since he's been starting working with Strowman, he's really been coming around in both of our eyes as, as something to actually pay attention to. Truly, truly. It's the first time he hasn't been the bottom of the barrel guy when you're looking at the three guys from the Shield. You know what I mean? He's like, I, he's not over Rollins yet, but he's over Ambrose. Uh, right, right now, right now, <laughs> I put him, I put him equal to Rollins in the venue of what people want to, why people are tuning into the show. Mm-hmm. I put him equal to Rollins at this point as to why people are tuning into the show. But, I mean, it's Definitely. good because we're seeing a rating slump. WWE is going to see that this is working. And I think when Roman does come back, he's going to come back with a fucking vengeance. So is this just going to make Vince fucking more hard for Roman? And is he going to push Roman more? And are we all going to fucking hate the fact that now Vince looks at this and says, the only reason we have to have fucking Roman in every segment of every fuck. He's going to be in the cruiserweights. He's going to be in the women's division. He's going to be on talking smack. He's going to be doing the interviews backstage. I mean, is, is this going to, he's got uh, his own show on the WWE a little too far. I think so, but let's hope, let's hope it's, let's hope it's limited. You know what I mean? Um, 
I, also, I do hope it's limited. Also, with Braun out, even if Roman comes back, like, what are you going to do with him now? What are you going to do? Yeah, it, it's arguably Braun is what made Roman the most popular he's been in forever. Yeah. So without Braun, does Roman come back and become as popular as he was? Or does he become more hated than he was? I think he'll be a punching bag. People are going to blame him. I'm sure Bret Hart blamed him for, or, well, I'm sure he blamed Seth Rollins for Braun Strowman. It was injury. Seth Rollins' fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That cameraman fucking hurt his finger. It's Seth Rollins' fault. <laughs> Damn it, Seth Rollins doesn't know how to work. <sighs> That's Bret. I love Bret Hart, but God damn, has he become the, the cantankerous fucking elderly neighbor sitting right. on the lawn bitching at everything the kids do, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he uh, has. I love Bret Hart. I, I have... Other than that, I have nothing negative to say about him. As far as his career goes, I have nothing negative to say about him, but the way he, he acts, yeah. I do like um, the point so the that other... we just made here, though. The, the, the point of, of Roman Reigns actually matters to WWE ratings, and I, I really think that this should be the point where we leave the people for the week to think about that. Well, hold on. I want him to think about two things, okay? Don't overload him now. I want him to think about that, but I also want him to think that if we're, if we're going to bring up the fact that Roman Reigns hasn't been on TV for the past three weeks, let's be fair. We also haven't seen or even heard mention of, as I talked before, of WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Now, is that affecting the ratings also? Oh, is that not affecting the ratings at all? The or is that the main reason that people aren't <laughs> tuning in and it has nothing to do with Roman? I don't think the, the fact that Brock Lesnar isn't there is damaging the the ratings as much as the Universal Championship not being present is damaging the ratings. Uh, fair, because Brock Lesnar has always been a special attraction and has yeah. not been a mainstay. And we all know. Since, we, his, since his recent comeback, he has not been a mainstay ever. And we all know when he signs his contract, he picks his matches for the year. So they're not going to, oh, they're out Correct. now. Strowman's out. Roman's out. Now you got to come back to work. Lesnar, tell him to go fuck but, himself. But, uh, it, so a question to the audience, and I'm, uh, I'm going to put this to you, Pasty White, but also something to ponder over the week, our, our friends and our family listening and, and all of you that we love. Um, Thank you, Georgia. Is not mentioning is not mentioning Bronze, or, uh, Brock Lesnar or even the Universal title, is that helping to to keep people from wanting him more, or is that hurting? Should they at least bring it up? Should they give us updates? Should they give us pre-recorded segments? Or is that going to make us want him more to where it's going to hurt the product? I mean, I, um, I don't have the answer. I'm putting that question out there because they haven't brought him up. They haven't talked about him. They haven't mentioned him or even the title for weeks. So I just, I, I'm asking, is that the right way to go? Or should they remind us that it's out there, that Brock is out there and, and give us something? Or does that just make us want it more? And so it's a good thing they don't. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? It's deep. 
<laughs> Almost as deep, deep as that soul. freckled rooster. I tell you what. Still tearing them down. You know what? I'll tear. I'll cheers you through the interwebs. Yeah. All right, guys. Roman Reigns seriously affecting raw ratings. Is your mind fucking blown? Is your mind fucking blown? Mine would be if I didn't feel myself changing over the last two months. I think more in, in seeing seeing Roman Reigns is actually a, a decent talent. Um, just in the in the words of Ron Simmons, I mean, damn, damn. <laughs> With that being said, uh, we're gonna head on down the old dusty road. Shane, come back, Shane. <laughs> we will see you guys. Same uh, same beef time, same beef channel. Beef Sticks Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for putting love up with us. like a lovesick puppy, folks. Sorry for keeping you 12 minutes longer than intended, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. We're working on this two-hour format. We're fucking working on it. Trust, we might have to just do three me, shows a week. We might just have to do three Beef Sticks episodes a week to keep it at two hours. <laughs> right? <laughs> that might be what we end up doing. <laughs> We'll have three hour episodes each week to be one. <laughs> no, we got we got some cool we shit. Love you folks. We got some cool shit coming for you guys real soon. Um things are happening. That's all we can say. Things hey, are don't forget to fucking check out Get Local MN. Uh some great interviews on there. Intelligent design. The Psycho Michael episode will blow your mind. Oh my god. It is so deep. It gets so personal. Make sure to check that shit out. We got Into the Wild Green Yonder. Don't forget about that. I've been yeah. hooked from the first episode. And, and for any of you out there that that have thought about just fucking leaving it all behind, this is it, isn't it, Pasty? That's the show. Yeah, that is the show. He did it. He did it. He put all of his money into a camper and, and took his family and packed up and hit the road. And now they're documenting their adventure multiple times a week. Um, it's, definitely it's fun. I feel like I'm episodes, there with them. Yeah, bite-sized episodes. You get to live the adventure right there with them. Uh, also, if you find Kenny Stratton on Facebook, you can follow along the journey with photographs. Because they're posting photographs like crazy every single day. Oh, fucking all the time they got this new photographs. This journey is very, I very love well it. documented. And of course, him and his family. This is a family adventure right here. This is not a rated R beef sticks fuck you sort of show. This is a family adventure that takes you along for the ride, and and you you bond with them and you grow with them and you learn as they learn. They're they're growing and learning with each episode. It's awesome. It really is, and it's it's, it's nice. Bite-sized episodes, easily digestible. Listen to it on your commute home from work, you know, or, you know, doing anything around the house. It fits right in. Hey. It's good stuff. Speaking of easily digestible, like you said, what would you say, Tuesdays is going to be the shut up and just eat? 
Yes, indeed. Just shut up and eat. Tuesday. We'll be airing Tuesdays. Just shut up and eat it. Not it. Just shut up and eat. Just shut up and eat. Don't eat it. Just shut up and eat. <laughs> it's a fucking different thing. With brand new host, Panda Red. Our, our first female host on Cloud Style Broadcasting. So that'll be a lot of fun. Woo! Woo! Girl power. Breaking the mold, motherfucker! Yeah, can't call us sexist. Oh, yeah, I'm sexist as shit, man. You can still call me sexist. Wait, Don't man. let fucking Pasty White tell you what you can call me or not. <laughs> Think for yourself. I'm sexist as shit. <laughs> Speaking of me being sexist as shit... Check out Fantastic Fables, man. <laughs> I got everything you want to know about pop culture. I got it's a new stuff. one coming out fucking tomorrow. He doesn't even know what it's a about two-parter. yet. He doesn't even know what it's about yet. I don't. I don't know what it is about yet. It's fucking anything that I've been working all week on nothing. Spew. Call him Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, yeah, check it out tomorrow, man. Uh, it's a two-parter episode I got now. If you've heard of the Dark Tower series, that's what I'm working on. Um, Stephen King, you know Stephen King, you know his name, you know his movies, you know his books. Uh, the first part, I, I started out as, as wanting to tell you about the Dark Tower series, which is my favorite series of all time. And also, um, one of my favorite books of all time is part of that series. But I started out talking about my favorite Stephen King books that aren't part of the Dark Tower series, and it ended up taking a whole hour. So I'm going to get make it a two-parter. The first part, I'm going to tell you about my favorite Stephen King books of all times. The second part, I'm going to let you know about the Dark Towers, which they're turning into a movie soon. So get in before the movie comes out. Learn He's about gonna it. He's going to spoil the fuck take- out of the whole series. I am. I am. And that's one of the first things I say in my episode is that there's spoilers, folks. There's spoilers. So do that. I'm also coming up with an episode on Death Row Records that I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to do a Rick and Morty episode with Pasty White himself. Yes, indeed. I'm going to be doing some comic book stuff. Uh, keep in tune with Fantastic Fables. Uh, I feel like I'm missing a show that we we got. Maybe that maybe I touch on Beef Sticks is the only beef show. Sticks, yeah. But you're already listening <laughs> to Beef Sticks, and if you're still listening to Beef Sticks right now, I commend you. Thank you for sticking along yes. for the long haul. We love you. We love all of you, each and every one of you, like a creepy uncle. Yeah, two creepy uncles. Two creepy uncles that crawl into your bed at night. <laughs> 8 o'clock p.m. You can look forward to us nuzzling your neck. <laughs> and with that, I am Fat Mac. And I'm Pasty White. Thank you for listening, guys.